the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Final hour of the Bruce Hooley Show starts as it does every week with our friend Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. Boy, we got a lot to talk about today. Looking forward to Jack's analysis. You should read him every day at theohiopressnetwork.com. And you should follow him on Twitter at Jack Windsor. So let's start with takeaways from the midterms. You can go national or statewide perspective. What's your overriding takeaway, Jack? Well, I think Republicans overall were pretty fired up and expecting a tsunami. And at the end of the day, nationally, what they may be able to do is stop the hemorrhaging of federal spending and taxing. If you're looking at Ohio uh, Republican results, uh, it was a sweep. And uh, Governor Mike DeWine won going away, as everyone anticipated. All the executive officers did as well. There is a supermajority in the General Assembly. The Senate actually picked up one more uh, uh, winner, I think, than they had going in. And it looks like uh, it's going to be maybe 66 or 68 seats out of 99 for Republicans in the State House. So, um, Overall, it was it was a red wave in Ohio. Um, I think the most important races we talked about this were for the Ohio Supreme Court and uh, Chief Justice um, Kennedy won there big, and uh, the two Pats, uh, Pat Fisher and Pat DeWine, won their races. And then Mike DeWine will have a chance to appoint someone. The expectation is obviously someone that would be a Republican or conservative, and that would tilt the balance of the court um, to the right. Uh, you know, if we're if we're assigning parties to the members of the of the bench. Okay, so let's assess DeWine first of all. I never would have thought he'd have the overwhelming win that he had. But what I would point out is, um, you know, he didn't get out of the primary uh, with uh, a ton of wiggle room, all things considered. Uh, he didn't even get 50% of the vote. And if the legislature does what some of them want to do, that's going to change in the future. You're going to have to have, uh, you know, 50 percent plus one to get out. So uh, on the Republican side of things in the primary, he was not like, but, you know, when you look at his numbers, uh, you know, J.D. Vance, uh, who won the Senate race by about six and a half over Tim Ryan, pulled 2.1 million votes. Mike DeWine pulled 2.5. When you subtract it out, DeWine got about 380,000 more votes than J.D. Vance. Why? To your point, his opponent was awful. Uh, she had, she was a one trick pony. It was all about abortion. She yep. couldn't raise money and she is extremely radical. And I think that, uh, soft Democrats ran away from that. Independents ran away from that and ran to Mike DeWine. Now, Mike DeWine also got the vote of some people who probably a year ago would have said, I can't stand how he handled COVID. Uh, but when you look at it straight up, it was either, you know, Mike DeWine or Nan Whaley or, the write-in candidate, and I think some people were just concerned if I if I vote for a write-in candidate, I'm wasting a vote and maybe giving Nan Whaley a chance to win. So Mike Mike DeWine was the beneficiary of Democrats uh, that liked that he locked them down, uh, and some uh, independents and then Republicans who just didn't want a catastrophic Democrat in the governor's chair. 
Jack Windsor, our guest, theohiopressnetwork.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Jack Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. MSNBC is floating Tim Ryan as a presidential candidate. He ran for a hot second until he got no votes. Uh, He's being lauded by the Democrats for the campaign he ran against J.D. Vance. I think in hindsight, it... Vance was a weak candidate. Trump is getting knocked. Donald Trump is getting knocked for weak candidates around the country. Vance was a first-time candidate, so I'm not sure he was weak. He was just unknown. And I honestly don't think he ran a very great campaign, to tell you the truth. But I have high hopes for him as a senator. But what about Tim Ryan's political future? What is it? That's a great question. You know, there's been scuttlebutt about him running for governor. Um, you know, and by the way, this is what Democrats do, right? They, they take somebody and they just, you know, try to fill them into a gap somewhere. Tim Ryan's been in politics uh, for 20 years, and he's failed miserably as, you know, uh, a presidential candidate in the past. And let's be real honest about his campaign. Um, I'm going to push back on mainstream media. He spent $50 million mm-hmm. and shaved off one point. <laughs> Uh, you know, when you look at Trump winning Ohio by about you know eight points, uh, JD won by six and a half, maybe seven. So Tim Ryan spends fifty million dollars and only shaves off one point. I, I don't know about that campaign being great, honestly. Good point. Um, and I think he he spent all summer trying to rebrand himself. If you remember back, oh, yeah. he spent a ton of money up on TV. And did it work? No, I don't think so. I think I think people think he's a phony. I think he marketed himself as somebody that he's not. He loves to tax and spend. Um, he supported abortion up until the final moment, and he tried to reverse those positions, and Ohioans weren't going to be duped by it. Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network, theohiopressnetwork.com. All right, next time on the uh, Senate uh, merry-go-round, Sherrod Brown's in the uh, crosshairs. He has always had the benefit of not having a strong opponent and – of also running in good years for Democrats. I think inflation is going to get worse. I think our country is going to suffer more. Biden's going to double down. He made that clear the other day. I think 2024 is going to be the toughest climate Sherrod Brown's ever run in. But I don't know that there's a looming force out there that I would say, oh, yeah, that guy can beat him. I think Jim Tressel could beat him. I'm not sure Frank LaRose could beat him. Who else is going to go after Sherrod Brown? Sherrod Brown is kind of like Mike DeWine on the opposite side Amen. of the aisle. Although I- Amen. <laughs> when you were talking about DeWine, I was thinking, DeWine is the Republican Sherrod Brown. Yep. And by the way, I don't think they're that far off in some in some fashion. Um, you know, Mike DeWine, I can talk about abortion. I think he's there. But when you look at Mike DeWine, he's a guy who loves big government. He thinks big government is benevolent and can solve a lot of problems. You know, the opioid crisis, uh, mental health, uh, jobs. And uh, there are just a lot of people who go, no, let the private sector be the private sector and, and you do the things constitutionally that you're bound to do. So um, I don't think there's a huge difference. When you could look back to 2018, if I remember correctly, Sherrod Brown actually pulled more votes in that Senate win than Mike DeWine did in the gubernatorial race. So he's going to be tough to beat. But I've got actually I've got Matt Dolan in the driver's seat right now uh, on the Republican side. You talk about if a guy he, who's Sherrod Brown. That's 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 no choice at all. Well, it, it really isn't. But look, the reason why I say that, look at what Matt Dolan did not long ago. He introduced a gun bill, right? It, well, it, what he's going to call sensible legislation. That, to me, was his signature moment. He's going to run on that legislation. He is wealthy. He's independently wealthy. And he, he's not really beholden to anybody. So from a financial standpoint, he'd be hard to beat. I think if, if he gets in, I think Mike Gibbons gets back in the race. I think Frank LaRose is in the race. Warren Davidson might be in the race. Uh, Bernie Moreno might be in the race. Let's is hope. Jane Timken going to throw her hat in? I don't know. Uh, oh, and by the way, there's there's this other guy by the name of Josh Mandel. 
who might jump back in. So we might be looking at another slugfest, five, six, seven candidate primary for Republicans in 24. Tress would clean every single one of their clocks, and he'd beat Sherrod Brown. And if the best the Republican Party can do in 2024, when we're going to be, you know, so itching to get Biden out because we blew the chance to do it in 22, if the best the Republican Party can put out there is a former Democrat, Matt Dolan, then we deserve to get our heads handed to us. Well, you know, it's really interesting. It, it, the, these statewide offices, right? Um, it, some people would argue that, that Ohio is red and, and say, "Look at look at what look at what has happened." Uh, I think, in some instances, particularly when you're talking about the Senate and the governor's chair, uh, you, you have to appeal to the soft side of the other, you know, the other side of the aisle, the soft votes and the independents. And that's, you know, that's the lane, by the way, that Rob Portman drove in and did well, and that's the lane that Dolan would drive in and do well with a lot of money. He's beatable, but I think he's in the pole position right now. Hey, real quick, and I, I should say, when I say we and Republicans, Jack's not that. Jack's down the middle, his site's nonpartisan. I, I should not put that stink on him. Portman says Trump is going to announce he's not running. I can think of a million more people who would be more closely attuned to what Donald Trump is going to do than Rob Portman. <laughs> but do you think... Portman is – what chance do you give? Percent chance you think Portman's right that Trump is going to announce he's not running? Uh, I would say it's a coin toss. I actually look at Bob Paducek resigning from the Ohio Republican Party, uh, uh, part running away from problems um, that he's uh, created, although he did a fantastic job in, in some regard. He created a lot of problem in vitriol. Uh, but I would also expect that he might be stepping into a role with the Trump campaign uh, I think there might be some other people. I think Trump's going to announce. I think when you look at his behavior over the past week, and by the way, if Ron DeSantis were to run head-to-head with Joe Biden, he'd, he'd punch him in the mouth and destroy him. Uh, but I don't know that Ron DeSantis can get out of a primary. If, if Donald Trump wins, or if Donald Trump runs, it's going to be really hard for anyone to get out of the Republican primary. And I don't think Donald Trump fares as well against Joe Biden as a Ron DeSantis or somebody else might. Just being honest, opinion-wise, totally agree. He's, he, I, I mean, I think it's a, it'll be. He's he's lost three elections in a row: eighteen, twenty, and twenty-two. And if he runs in twenty-four, he'll lose by the biggest margin he's ever lost by. Yep, I would agree. You know, he's just he's he's radioactive uh, for some people. Um, but here's the other part: he's got billions of dollars, you know, um, and that's why he's hard to beat. Uh, he's, a, he's a negotiator. He knows how to overcome, and he's not going to change his political stripe. And he's going to be the guy that he has been this week that has, I think, started to alienate some key supporters from 16, 18, 20. And, oh, I'm and one of them because I'm out of the turning the knife against our own party. I'm out. I'm done with that. Jack, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Love having you on. Um, Jack Windsor on Twitter at Jack Windsor, theohiopressnetwork.com. Thank you, Jack. God bless you, Bruce. Thank you. Yeah, look, it's been like a couple days here since uh, the midterms and Trump has um, gone on this unprovoked, unhinged assault on Ron DeSantis, which is, you know, it shows his weakness that he requires 1000 percent fealty or he's going to vilify you. And that's just not a leader. And that's why I can't support him as a leader of the Republican Party. All right, so the link is posted on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page and on my personal Facebook pages for the site to acquire the very cool hat that I am wearing on the live stream right now. 
and other merchandise that will 100% of the proceeds will benefit Adaptive Sports Connection here in Columbus, which is just that, Adaptive Sports for veterans, for those, well, not just for veterans, but the majority of young people who have lost a limb, a leg, an arm, maybe two legs, are veterans. They come back from the Middle East, uh, wounded but not broken. And so all the proceeds will benefit Adaptive Sports Connection here in Columbus, and you can uh, support them that way. Everybody's looking for a way, or should be, on Veterans Day to support our veterans. That's one way that you can do it. And you say, wow, how much? Everything's like 30 bucks or under. All made locally by a veteran-owned company, uh, Mill Spin Production. So I love the whole agenda behind Know Our Past, Defend Liberty. Jason Beersley joined us earlier in the show. Alan, you not look a as joke. You, oh, not a joke. You look. I knew you had something you wanted to play. Yeah, I, I've got some little sound. You got some little sound snippets. It's Friday. I want to lighten it up a little bit. I'm not light. Not it's not light, but uh, just kind of throw in some things here. Well, we need to lighten it up because uh, we had a bad midterm. We're Republicans. We got to be honest. We tell the truth. The truth is what you're always going to get here on the Bruce Hooley Show, even when you don't like it, even when you don't care for the taste. It's like beets. When I was a kid, I hated beets. My mom made beets for dinner. My dad said, you got to try at least one. Good for you. Eat them. Didn't want to, but I did. Didn't kill me. The truth won't kill us. Did you have to eat spinach? Uh, Thankfully, my mother didn't make spinach. The worst night was liver and onions. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'd drive a man out of the house, the smell of uh, liver and onions. I know oh. there are people who love it, but, you know, you're twisted. And it's, what's sad is it's all good for you. It really yeah, it's is. all good for you. <laughs> but the truth is good for you. And if you don't digest the truth of the midterms, then we're going to have an even more disappointing result in 2024. Independence broke for Democrats in this midterm. Independence broke for Democrats. So it wasn't just the whacked trashy, skanky, single white women who want to sleep around and use abortion as their birth control. It was independents who broke for Democrats with record inflation, horrible foreign policy, an open southern border, crime in our cities. They broke for Democrats. Well, why? Because the Democrats did a very effective job of creating this lie that democracy, 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 and magnifying abortion, 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 insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. So we have to be disciplined in our messaging in order to get the focus on real-life kitchen table issues. Who do you think's the best messenger to be disciplined for the Republican Party? Donald J. Trump? Um, the word discipline does not exist in the man's vocabulary. Instead of... If you want to be president in 2024, spinning the midterms. Hey, we got some great candidates in. Really excited to see. We got rid of a wokester and Sean Patrick Maloney in New York. Florida's crushing it. Ohio's crushing it. Great job, Governor DeSantis. Great job, Governor DeWine. Thrilled to see blah, blah, blah. I think Adam Laxalt will win. Stay on top of it. Instead of being a cheerleader for the party, Donald Trump is determined to take a nuclear bomb to the party. Because Donald Trump's not about the party. Donald Trump's about Donald Trump. That's the truth. And if you can't admit that, well, you're really blind. 
Uh, this may get me in trouble. If it does, so be it, because it is the truth. Uh, it is ridiculous that Seb Gorka tweets, honest question, when did DeSantis thank President Trump for helping him squeak past Andrew Gillum to become governor of Florida? Please post links. Why does Ron DeSantis have to thank Donald Trump for a political victory four years in the past? Ron DeSantis is a force of nature in the state of Florida. He has done what good politicians are able to do. And there are precious few of them who can do it in this era of partisanship. He has not just convinced a few people on the other side of the aisle that while they may not like him and they might ideally prefer a Democrat, that while the Republicans' policies work and we're going to give him our support, grudgingly though it may be, Ron DeSantis has turned Florida from a, do you hope we can win Florida or we got no chance to win the presidency? 2004, hello. 2000, hello. 2016, hello. Trump is touting his victory in Florida in 2016. He barely won the state by 3.3 points. DeSantis won it by 20 after winning it by 30,000 votes against a meth addict. Okay, so Ron DeSantis has done what good politicians do. He has led the state with solid policies that even his opponents have to admit work. And they work so well, they don't want to risk giving the state over to some other person. In this case, Charlie Crist. But Trump went on Truth Social last night and went on this ridiculous tirade against Ron DeSantis, because Ron DeSantis is younger, Ron DeSantis is presidential, Ron DeSantis is a great politician. And I'm not surprised Seb Gorka tweets, that. Oh, when did DeSantis thank Trump? Because Gorka's objection to DeSantis is he's a politician. I remember him saying, oh, Ron DeSantis is a politician. Yeah, he is. And whether you like it or not, you need an effective politician to become the president. Don't overstate Ronald, uh, Donald Trump's win in 2016. He ran against the most disliked candidate in the history of presidential elections and barely won. He ran against a candidate who compromised our national security with her own Billy Bob's computer service server in her house who had like a string of rumored dead bodies in her background with having stolen millions of dollars in a crooked whitewater deals with a husband who slept around with an intern in the Oval Office, and he still barely beat her. And you think he's like some dramatic political force of nature? He's 0 for 3 in his last three elections. 2018 midterms, 2020 general, 2022 midterms. You want to keep riding that horse? Have at it. No thanks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.